Welcome to the Devin Nunes Podcast. Breaking through the political noise. Separating fact from fiction. Stay up to date by following Devin on Rumble.com to watch the podcast or downloading wherever you listen to podcasts. From the San Joaquin Valley, the breadbasket of the solar system, here's your host, Devin Nunes. Welcome back to the Devin Nunes Podcast. Jim Jordan is back. Jim was just out in California. <laughs> Had a great time. Uh, you were on my podcast, I think, maybe a year year or two yeah, ago. Yeah. Uh, but but thanks for coming back on. Our pleasure. Uh, obviously, Jim, I'm really excited because you have a new book coming out. Yeah. But when uh, when did you start? When did you come up with the idea, the concept to write this book? And, and Actually, tell us when, when is it yeah, coming thank out you. for sure? Well, th- thanks for having me on. It's always, always a pleasure. We had a great time out at uh, – I don't know if your, your your viewers and listeners know that you were a good cook. man. You, you had dinner for us after your event. It was great. You and your wife did a great job. Um, now, I started a few years ago, and uh, the title is Do What You Said You Would Do. Um, I always I always say I think we make this job too complicated. Um, what did you tell the voters you were going to do when you ran for mm-hmm. office? Uh, if they elect you – Go do what you said. Uh, you have done that, and that's why you're you're so uh, well uh, liked and appreciated by the folks in, in your district. President Trump did that more than any any president in our lifetime. So uh, I talk a lot about. I wrote every word of it. I'm the old fashioned way. I wrote it all in my yellow legal pad. Uh-huh. Wrote it all out longhand. And um, but I think your your viewers will enjoy the read. I talk about the Freedom Caucus. I talk about the investigation. Sort of take them behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been involved in key investigations, the biggest one in the last several years uh, with this whole Trump-Russia thing. You and I are involved in that. So we talk about that. We talk about Benghazi, something you mm-hmm. and I are involved with as mm-hmm. well, the IRS targeting. And then a lot about impeachment, which, you know, um, what the Democrats, what Adam Schiff, your your good friend Adam Schiff, <laughs> tried to do to the president. So He just likes to get my phone number. Yeah, exactly. Release, well, exactly. release my text message. I talk about uh, – other, other, other than that, he's a just totally I talk about dude. you. I talk about you in the book. Uh, that's for darn sure. And um, – and then we talk a lot about President Trump. And we again, you and I have had the privilege to get to know President Trump. And I, I tell everyone he's, he's an amazing individual. I wish every American could spend time with him. And I talk about those interactions we had. So um, I think they'll enjoy it. Um, you want to give them a behind-the-scenes feel, and that's what we—that's what we do. And so, and so you talk about behind the scenes in Washington, all the investigations that have gone on over the last several years. Now it seems like they're yeah. never, they're never ending. Unfortunately, and, and the, I think the problem with these investigations is I think we always expected when you and I came to Congress that you know you're going to have government malfeasance, you're going to have things that you're going to have to review. But we've had this series of very serious, uh, yep. uh, serious investigations that occurred with with really uh, bad consequences because it's really the weaponization of the Justice Department and the intelligence agencies, and that's the scary thing. That yep. I don't think they had this type of issue uh, when we first got here. But it seems it's become from Obama with Benghazi and you know, Hillary Clinton was involved in that. It seems like Clinton's pop yeah, up they're, everywhere. Yeah, they're all the time. These. Yeah. Are, are, are you talking about anything other than the investigations? And I want to I want to get to some current news uh, with Danchenko here since since we have you. But anything like prior to Congress? Are you talking anything about uh, look, I get I, I, That gets weaved in sometime. I talk about my background in the sport of wrestling um, mm-hmm. and some of the lessons you learned there that I think help you. Um, but it's primarily the time in Congress and, and what's happened here. And, um, you know, as you said, pointing out when – remember, the IRS went after people yeah. who had different political views than, than the administration. The FBI went after President Trump on uh, what we now know was a complete, fake, total, phony Trump-Russia collusion narrative, totally made up 
went after him on that. They went after you when you first tried to expose it. I mean, you were the you were the the front lines, the first person to step forward and say, "Wait a minute, something doesn't smell right here." And um, as you said, the weaponization of government against we the people, against the citizens, who government's supposed to work for us, is frightening. And now we have the Attorney General of the United States spying on parents who who go to school board meetings and say, "Don't teach this racist, anti-American curriculum to our kids." This is this is why we, you know, we we got to keep it up. We got to stay strong and keep defending freedom because it just never seems to end these attacks on on our citizens. So. Uh, just in the last few days, a uh, major indictment, uh, a guy named Danchenko mm-hmm. is his last name. Mm-hmm. It's actually one of the – we were the ones actually – nobody gives us credit, but we're the ones who discovered that, uh, House Intelligence Committee Republicans. We yeah, discovered you did. Who, you sure did. who this character was uh, because it sure seemed like he was the source. He's also got many strange ties to things that you and I were intimately involved with, with people like Fiona Hill, mm-hmm. who was – at Brookings, made introductions. So, so let me back up for our listeners because some may not know. But Danchenko, short story is, is he was a supposed source for Christopher Steele for right. the dossier, all the garbage that was in those Steele mm-hmm. dossiers that was put out on Trump and then ultimately used by into a FISA court uh, to use and weaponize the intelligence agencies yep. to spy uh, on uh, Trump uh, – well, really Republicans in the Trump campaign. So – so Danchenko, major figure, five counts of line of the FBI, which I believe you know could be 25 years in prison. Clearly, though, there's a lot more in that indictment. Yeah. Uh, like we were just getting to, Fiona Hill's an interesting character in this, and she's named in this. She introduced – not only did she introduce – Danchenko to Steele. Right. Danchenko to Steele, but also introduced Danchenko to PR1, which yeah. is a guy named a longtime Clinton ally right. – uh, named Dolan, yep. last name of Dolan, and he appears to be the one who was feeding this information, just making it up, concocting it himself. Danchenko really just either took what Dolan was giving him, this Clinton person was giving him, yep. or just made it up on his own. Right, and that's what is in that Durham indictment of Danchenko. Yeah, no, and and understand this is not Danchenko lying to Durham and his investigative team here recently. This is Danchenko lying the original lie that started the whole false narrative. So yeah. we, we we always I, I always think it's important to remember the Clinton campaign hired the law firm Perkins Coie, who hired Fusion GPS, who hired Christopher Steele, who then went to Danchenko, and Danchenko was getting information from who the Clinton campaign in essence, this Dolan guy, right. and funneling that all back. It was all made up garbage. That became the basis for an investigation into the Republican nominees for president into that campaign, into President Trump's campaign. And here's the key thing. I think I think Jim Comey knew it was garbage, and he proceeded. Now, we don't know. We'll see what Durham comes up with. But you and I think that Mr. Comey had his doubts and didn't know that, and, and knew that this was baloney from the get-go. In fact, when we deposed Comey uh, after he had been fired in, in 2017, when we deposed him, he said all the way up till May 9th when he was fired, May 9th, 2017, he said, we've been investigating this for 10 months. He, he told us in the deposition, we still didn't know if we had anything, which seems to me that you yeah. didn't have anything after 10 months of investigation, and yet you kept it up. And you got – he's the reason – Comey's the reason we got the special counsel, uh, the Mueller investigation. So, um, yeah, this is big. It, yeah, it's hard to believe. And just the, the, the timeline of this is, is that the investigation is opened in July, although we still don't believe that, but officially opened. There's paperwork, documents that show it was opened in July of 16. Yep. Uh, and then they're getting FISA warrants on, on Carter Page. They take forever, it seems like, to actually interview the source. But finally, when they do – 
They know that none of this is true. And they had already used it. They had used the dossier to get these warrants. And they know at that point. Plus, what's interesting is, is that Mueller is then in and they still get another Pfizer. I know. And they still have to know. I mean, if you're Mueller and you're and you're charged with, OK, we really got to get to the bottom of Trump and Russia. Where's all the evidence? All they had was the dossier. Exactly. So why would you not? You already know who the source is. It seems like you would have brought that source in for weeks at a time, right? I mean, he should have been your partner. This is the guy who had all the contacts with the Russians. So how it is that Mueller didn't know, know. That, that Dolan was the source, this Clinton operative, who, by the way, has was you know has ties to Russia himself, right? Who was working right. on behalf of Russians. So, you know, you really don't know. The Russians, quite frankly, could have known about this. Yeah. That's a scary it, thing. I mean, not only did the and the Russians probably loved it. It's like, hey, these morons are making up better stuff than we can. Let's just let them go. Yeah, because hard to believe they, the Russians wouldn't know this is going on. They're doing, you know, meetings in in Moscow, and this guy's working for the Russian government, and Danchenko is supposedly going to the Russian embassy here in Washington. I mean, it's just, but I think it's it's bigger now than just yeah. We know that. Comey wasn't really making any sense. His team below him, none of that makes any sense. They knew they used us in the FISA. When we finally got our hands on that FISA, remember everything that was blacked out? Yep. It was blacked out, we now learn. Yep. Because it was in the dossier. Yeah. yeah. And so they were using the stuff in the dossier. But now I think you have to re- even look at the Mueller team. What the hell were they looking at? Right. They wanted to believe it, though. Ne- never forget, they wanted to believe this garbage. It was National Enquirer garbage. It was baloney. It was all made up. But the FBI wanted to believe. Remember, Peter Strzok's attitude towards uh, – what, what was the one text message to Lisa Page? He says, I can smell – I'm at a northern Virginia Walmart. I can smell the Trump supporters. Yeah. They don't like folks like us. They don't like folks who are uh, your listeners. They, they don't like us regular Americans who actually you know, believe in the Constitution and basic principles. They don't like that. So that was their bias. They wanted to believe this garbage. They did. They launched an investigation based on a bunch of phony – Baloney. Yeah, and high level, and, and so folks understand, this is using counterintelligence, tight, tight group. And counterintelligence has to be that way because you're trying to, it's used to try to root out spies in our own government, you know, in our own government in the United States, right? So it's, so you have to be able to keep that circle tight. The thing is, this one was being run out of Washington. Yeah. All the top people knew about it. It was a very small circle of friends. It's a great point. doing it. And back to back to Fiona Hill, who who introduced Steele and 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 Danchenko. Remember, Fiona Hill then worked in the White House. She yeah. was part of the national security team. She's in the West Wing. She's in the Oval Office from time to time, uh, and she was there one of their star witnesses. You and I remember this because we sat in on the deposition. Yeah. She was one of their star witnesses in the impeachment for the whole yeah. Ukraine baloney that they brought up against President Trump. So uh, I find that interesting she, that she's in the do- indictment right, as well because she because she makes. Some strange. She seems she's kind of like um, she's kind of like Forrest Gump. She just shows up everywhere, right? She she happens seems to like be it. the guy that introduces uh, Danchenko to Steele. She have to, you know she worked with Danchenko. She happens to be in the Obama White House. Then you know she's able to to introduce Danchenko to Dolan. Mm-hmm. Um, she claims when when we uh, interviewed her that she didn't know anything about the dossier and she was just shocked supposedly by it. But yep. she, know, she knows all the players. And then she gets brought back in to the Trump White House in charge of Russia. Yep. Yep. For she the sure National does. Security Council. I know. 
and then testifies in the, in the impeachment as one of the Democrat it, it, witnesses. Yeah, and then, um, and then shows up. Right, she, then she's she leaves the White House, and then boom, she's back on the scene as one of their number one witnesses for the Ukraine hoax. You when we think, transferred when we when we transferred from the Russia hoax into the. I'm going to go back and review uh, now that we're talking about this, and and you made me think I, I should go back and we should go back our, and our staffs go back and review her her deposition. I want to see what, exactly what she said to us when you and I got a chance to ask her questions. Uh, what was now a couple years ago? Yeah. Yeah, Forrest Gump. Yeah, Fiona Hill. <laughs> so more, I think more to be more to be heard from. Well, the on other this, thing hopefully. too, the other the, the irony here is, and I know you and I've talked about this is is so you know they they accuse President Trump of being involved with Russia, but look how involved the Clinton campaign was with Russians yeah. and Russian influence and all. It, it's like they always attack us and accuse us of what it seems like they're actually really up to. Uh, I just find that you know ironic and, and interesting. Yeah, no contacts with Russia whatsoever for the for the you know basically anybody in in Trump orbit for the most part, especially Trump himself. Um, and you know those were the accusations. Yeah. But then you look at them and they're they're tied to not only tied to Russia, but also tied to Ukraine. Yeah. Well, well, well right? I mean, in which was you know the next accusation that they made with many of the same players, all in the same place. Um, so Jim, while we, while we have you here. Um, we had a great night in Virginia, New Jersey, um, Ohio. We won a we won a special election there in, in your home state. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, look, we're we're recruiting candidates like crazy. I mean, you're going all over the country. I'm going all over the country. We have great candidate recruitment, uh, and thankfully, people are 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 kind and they're contributing money to to all of us so that we can go to so that we can take this fight to these yep. to to the left. Um, but I, I read something just recently uh, that I thought was interesting. It may just be something that you're thinking about. But thinking about how we deal with these big tech companies mm-hmm. and what they're doing, and I thought maybe there's some interesting ideas that, that you have out there because Jim is the ranking member on the Judiciary Committee, broad powers overseeing the Department of Justice uh, and many and, and many FBI and also a lot to do with the, with these tech companies and sure. doing investigations. So. Clearly, we have to, to to really investigate these tech companies, and I thought this new idea that that has popped yep. up. Maybe you could brief the viewers. Yeah, on we're looking idea. at if you become chairman. Hopefully, yeah. well, let's hope let's hope we yep. take back the house. And Lord willing, if I become chairman, you're, you're you're chairman. We can we can do the kind of things that need to be done, and that includes investigations. And look, what big tech is doing to conservatives. I mean. We know how they censor. I always I always use the example. I think this was in the summer of 2018. I get a call from uh, from Congressman Gates, and he says, uh, "Jim, Twitter is shadow banning us." And I, my first response was, "You know, Matt, that sounds terrible." But what shadow banning? Right, and right, he, right. He explained right. it to me, and it turned out they were shadow banning not just Mr. Gates and myself, but two other members of Congress, Mr. Nunes and Mr. Meadows. And I thought, "Well, that's interesting." For right. Gates, Meadows, Nunes, Jordan, uh, and of course Jack <clears throat> Jack Dorsey says. Well, we didn't intend to do it. It was just a glitch in our algorithm. And I'm like, what? So the algorithm said anyone who's doing investigations of of the Obama-Clinton campaign, FBI, let's just suppress them so nobody sees the investigative work they're working on. Right in the middle of all we were just talking about when we were folks and we were the four people probably most focused on it. It just happens that, you know, know, I I joked too and said, you know, what they put in the algorithm, the names Gates, Meadows, Nunes, Jordan. I mean, come on. So, yeah, we we need to – certainly get rid of the liability protection, Section 230. Mm -hmm. Uh, We need to look at expediting the review on the whole antitrust issue. Uh, Justice Thomas has indicated he wants to look at this. I mean, they're sending all kinds of signals from the Supreme Court. So we we actually are looking at legislation which would – if there's an antitrust action brought, it doesn't take forever. It doesn't take years and years Mm -hmm. to get a decision, get it to the Supreme Court on a much faster timeline. these would be companies like Amazon. Yep. 
Google. Yep. That are broad. They have. They're like the old and, huge railroads that own. And Twitter. Everything. I mean, you you know what yeah. what I mean. Twitter, I know what they've done to you. I mean, what after after the election, we lost like two hundred and some thousand of our followers, and right. that took 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 a year to get that back. And it just yeah, purging purging of yeah, it's uh, all of kinds of conservatives of, off yeah. of these social media sites. So um, we and know, then of course, the the killing of of Parler, yeah. which everybody flocked to Parler when everybody yeah, we realized were they were being censored, yeah. and now Parler's up and going. Not everybody has went back there though, but they were up to, you know, I think almost twenty million users. Yep, and then of course just just the out and out. Discrimination uh, that, that and, and censorship, where the Ayatollah can tweet, but the President of the United States can't. I mean, right. give me a break. So we, we do think we need a we need a focused kind of investigation in all this area, um, and then we need those remedies. The Section two hundred and thirty has to go away. The liability protection, uh, a faster track to the Supreme Court, and maybe even a private right of action when when. When Google does something to you or Facebook does something to Devin Nunes, you have a right to know. They should post it and tell you. And if not, if they're not going to do that, you should be able to take them to court. So we're looking at that as well. So this is to kind of level the playing field and get conservatives treated fairly and respect for the respect for the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. Well, Jim, uh, congratulations on your book. What date does it come out? It comes out in two weeks. Two 23rd. Weeks. A couple weeks. Yeah. So no, weeks. November 23rd. Yep. Available for do. pre-order and now. If you want to go on Barnes and Noble, Amazon, you can you can pre-order. Um, do what you said you would do, which is what Devin Nunes and President Trump and uh, have done, and what we need more members of Congress to do. Jim, thanks for coming on again. You bet. Thank you. It's Devin Nunes. We'll catch you next time. Stay up to date by following Devin Nunes on Rumble.com to watch the podcast or download wherever you listen to podcasts. Storm clouds been gathering so long, I don't know. The darkness around us leaves no. We started wondering if every road dead ends our dreams. It whips the dust up and rains pouring down. Good people struggling in every hometown. We started wondering if we even matter at all. We'll take that hard road to happier days. Trial by fire like this. It's nothing hard working family can fix. We've got the power to save it all here in our hands. We'll take that hard road to happier days. Cause we kept our American faith.
a prayer and a purpose We're already half the way there We'll take that hard road to happier days Cause we've kept our American faith Paid for by Devin Nunes Campaign Committee.